0: Okay. Well, we are once again live. It's a little later than usual, and I know my my colleague Radio Hope's going to give me guff for it again. But, morning, Michael. How hey, are hey, you?
1: Wh- wh- I- I'm great. But I do have to tell you that yesterday, yeah, I played I played a little of our show for the wife, and she said, "Do you always just have to be a sarcastic jerk?" <laughs> Which one, you or me? <laughs> not, not you, me.
0: Well, you're you're born that way, right? So
1: No, that's my excuse.
0: Yeah. It's, hey, it's you my know sin nature. I texted you last night and you were uh, gracious enough to respond. No, I'm kidding. Wow. And um and I said I found all these different um discern uh discernment notes about the Bible intro to Bible class. And so I thought today I'd talk a little bit about discerning the concerns that we have in this time so how do we do it how do we literally cuz discernment means a spiritual and a christian kind of outlook how do we discern everything we're watching uh better than we are right now
1: now to that i would like to add this i uh, asked a pastor friend of mine many years ago what spiritual gifts or gift he thought i had and he said you have mercy but not discernment wow well, and fortunately, I don't have discernment because if I did, you and I probably wouldn't be uh, linking up.
0: I guess not. And my <laughs> attempt at it wasn't wasn't all good. Although I thought I wrote some interesting stuff. I'll have to read you some or show you it and take I sure pictures you did. of it. Um, but it was a really kind of positive discernment I wrote on Christ. And um, sometimes they were like, well, can you be a little more specific? Can you. Bottom line, I got a C-minus, so I'm no biblical scholar, but I did find it kind of cathartic to see that writing come back and think, this has not been like a a April 2020 link up with Mike Myers' Enlightenment. This has been a thing that I've been working on for years, apparently, so.
1: Yes, absolutely. I think sometimes we get a little, little, uh, uh, another step of grace, maybe. I mean... I got to accept a position last night at a local outfit here in town and I'm, I'm honored. Although I said some things, I, I used the word slut during the meeting and I probably shouldn't have, but, um, God will forgive you. But what happened? I really, it's what's said there stays there. I can't, I can't talk about
0: it. So you can't tell me what you were honored with. Um,
1: I'm not even sure I'm allowed to do that. I'm not, there's so okay. much I don't know. I mean, it's not a secret organization, but evidently I'm not allowed to. <laughs> I'm so confused.
0: Well, when you go to these things, or are they like, don't podcast about this? I mean, do they make it specific? You cannot, because they know you're a podcaster, obviously.
1: Uh, I, 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 Yes. A, a, yeah. Yes.
0: So I guess they had a disclaimer don't talk about this the next morning on your pod. So.
1: Well, I I don't know what it's what's okay to uh, you know probably just personal information about, you know, other gotcha. people and the fact that we have three women that are uh um, prostitutes that are I'm kidding. We don't either. There's only two.
0: Oh no. Uh by the way, the uh let's get back to the biblical thing because I'm really yeah. focused on this today. Uh because
1: I I'm focused too.
0: <laughs> we there are continuing concerns. Um, in the city, thank God there wasn't crazy amount of autonomy trying to be claimed like there was the other night. Uh, by the way, when I found out about that yesterday, you know, there were people around city hall trying to re you know, claim it as their own and do what they did in Seattle in the, in New York city. There was an attempt to do that.
1: You know, what's exciting is people start, there were 17 people arrested in Des Moines yesterday.
0: Oh, wow. For trying to do some autonomy here.
1: Oh or Isn't that what they do to dead people?
0: That that's that's, a, that's autopsy.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh no. <What>? Oh jeez.
0: <laughs> I thought we were going to have a straight conversation but no, Michael's making it fun again. So that's good.
1: <laughs> no, I, it, the only way that I get through things and to, and is through humor. The, I got to tell you, I think this morning's show, is um, it's already getting to me. Um, I'm going to have a young man on. You know, there's certain people you you connect with and you just know there's something about them that you want to yeah. connect with. Yep. Uh, and, and I don't want to get all gushy on you, but you're one of those. Thank you. You, you are you too, were- man. Well, it's really, this is kind of like, you know, we need to get a room kind of thing. But there's a chemistry that happens when people are of the same a spirit with a capital S. That's just how I'm going to put it. And you're right. This wasn't some great big epiphany all of a sudden for you. This is just an ongoing part of your spiritual journey, as Janelle would say. Spiritual journey as we journey on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta dig it out because now it's just. I'm trying to think of what I wrote, but there was something. So anyway, tell us about your show because I know you're about to go on a on a preview of what you're doing there
1: at nine a.m. Still. I already uh, did a little pre-show video and uh, got a neat picture of Dave and his and his uh, lovely daughter. I think her name is Mackenzie. Oh. And um, uh, there was a song that he had posted on his Facebook page, and I pulled it up, and lo and behold, it happens to be a guy that I, I have one of his songs on, and I just purchased another album of his. And it, it's this is this is music that really speaks to the. It speaks, it's it's somebody's heart that they're sharing with the mm. world. And it's very powerful and it makes them very vulnerable. I mean, to no, let people know how you're hurting.
0: Did he sing this or he just posted it? Or?
1: No, no, he just posted a song. It's by Anson zebra
0: Okay. I have to look that and, name up.
1: And me. I, um, yeah, there's a song called That's Us. Is one that I actually had on my Set up here, but there's a bunch of other ones. And unbeknownst to him, I'm going to play the one that he posted, and it just again speaks volumes of just stuff that's going on in his life. And uh, uh, the song is called "Broken,"
0: mm.
1: so you can see where this is probably going to go. And sometimes, well, you know, God draws near to the brokenhearted. So I'm to tell you that sometimes that's the best place to be. That's the
0: people. That's the people he puts. His hands on the most, you know, and that's, that's now I, and I, I mean, I see that. I don't know if he, I don't know how he heals the ones that are more privileged and more and less broken than others. I just, I know he probably does, but I don't know of those stories because all I know is of him healing those who were more privileged you know, like that have more money than others, but he never really focused on those who have more money. He actually just pretty much preached to them. Give what you can, when you can.
1: I, well, and look at uh, Solomon. I mean, he had all these wives and he was uh, quite a farmer. He had a bunch of uh, combines. I think. Right. Just kidding. What were they? Women. They were concubines, not oh, combines. Geez. I'm just being a dork. And and all, and he had all this money and had, he had wisdom, but he still didn't have what was really most important. And that's the God in us. I'm telling you, this whole God thing, I think, I, I pray that we are in for a big revival. Because that's what's going to, you know, Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. How many people just want to know that they're loved? I know it sounds, again, so wussy-gushy, but... We want to know that. We want to know, no matter what, even when I screw up. And here's the thing, Michael.
0: I think majority do know they're loved. I think what we're seeing on our screens are people that really, and I don't mean the peaceful protesters. I mean the rioters, those who want to burn things down. I think they're the ones that don't feel loved enough, and they should know that they are loved. You know, and I think they do. I think that just when they get on TV, the messaging is a little too. They get get through their head a little bit and make the messaging "we're going to burn it down" or if, "if you don't give us what we want" type of commentary, which we don't need at this time.
1: I just don't see how that has anything to do with someone who's. Well, I suppose, yeah, someone who's broken could could be very angry and lash out.
0: Yeah, absolutely, that makes sense. they yeah. could. And I, de- you know, I. Uh, I'll keep it under wraps because it's, it's privy information. But I just know that I saw a video of my friend of mine with uh, the BLM leader, and they had a great conversation. And that was it was good. It was good to see that there was a dialogue there, besides what we saw him say on the TV. Let's just put it that way.
1: Yeah, that's and that's that's important news. It is.
0: It is. And um, oh, where I was going with this though is that I I don't know. It does he in his own way heal the rich, or how does he talk to them more so than the ones who don't have as much?
1: I think, in the same way, it's through the heart, it's through brokenness. It's blessed are the poor in spirit. Um, same way. I mean, I, 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 my prayer, and it was back when Obama was in office, was that he, if he didn't. Know, I just know. But there's a difference between knowing about somebody and knowing them. If he didn't know Christ, my prayer was that he would come to know him and understand that all all I'm, it was just all lives matter. But That should go without saying. That's what's so stupid about everything that's going this on. This is very
0: fascinating. You mention this because the it's other discern, a... the other discernment I wrote is that, and maybe I was way off base because this is what the observation as a young college person reading the Bible. I said, if you notice. Jesus really healed, only. I think I said the word only healed those who had faith in him. And looking back, I think I was a little off base on that, because I think he heals even those who don't believe in him in one way or another. Huh. Don't know. That could be. Because it seemed to me, and it still does, that when you touch his robe in the Bible, you are automatically a believer. Well, those who don't touch his robe... what do we leave them out in the cold or do well, we?
1: No, I don't think that's true because I'm sure they grabbed him by the arms when they when they found him in the, in, in, in the yeah. Garden of Gethsemane. So I don't think those people immediately. There was the one gal who had, you know, the discharge for many, many, many years. And she reached out and yeah, she she touched him and and he did heal her. And she was that was a gutsy move on her part and then right. you got the and then you got his followers that were like get those kids out of here don't they understand we got some we got some concerts we have to go to I mean we got speaking engagements get those little and he said suffer not the little children which sounds weird suffer not
0: he even said and I read this uh with my dad the other day he said give the little children water to drink he said that in one of the gospels so
1: you've got that as well it's just it it, it when will the world see that we need Jesus?
0: Now, in my digging of things, here's the here's the irony. I didn't find the book I wanted to find yet. And I think that was such a different purpose God had for me last night, cleaning out my room, because I found these different discernments. I also found the Sermon on the Mount, the whole sermon. And I'm thinking to myself, what is God telling me right now by having Matthew, me find this?
1: Yeah, isn't it? Is that... The Beatitudes. Yeah. yeah, that was the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter five, right?
0: Yes. Yep.
1: Yeah, and it was a. Uh, it was actually. Uh, you know, you, are there are certain things that you remember in Scripture that just all of a sudden, like recently for me, it's been uh, John chapter seventeen where Jesus is praying, but he's not praying for everybody. Isn't that interesting?
0: Just like I was saying, I don't think he heals everybody who doesn't oh, believe a, in him.
1: He absolutely. Well, he definitely doesn't heal everybody. I mean, we know that, and not everybody is is one of his and not it. And what's freaky to me is why does he choose some and not others? What, but it's, it's his deal. It's not mine. Right. I'm just glad that I got to be chosen. And I still think it's because I think it's the radio voice.
0: Here's well, right. He works through this microphone, your microphone, and maybe mine. I, I think, I,
1: I doubt, I doubt it. You know uh, he does. Stop it, you.
0: The, uh, well, I feel very blessed to be able to turn on a microphone every day and do this with my.
1: That's a great word. Mm-hmm. This is a blessing to get to do this. You're exactly right. That's why we're lit up,
0: and uh, literally my, the sun's shining. Right You're lit up by the face. sun.
1: Yeah, you got the, you got the, the the you got the the Trump look going on. <laughs> the tan look. What tan orange look? I don't know.
0: But and, and but at the same time, I don't want people to think I'm saying he doesn't heal everybody. I think he does. I just think, I think he extends grace to everybody. But oh, I think, yeah. But I think he mainly waits for people to come to him uh, and then sends his messenger out to say, hey, come to him at the same time.
1: And he does do the, you're right. He It's this, uh, like we were talking the other day uh, when when uh, Miles McKee was on, irresistible grace. How can you not... How can you not respond to this? This drawing of somebody who, no matter how messed up you are, he just keeps on. T- like when I got whammied in nineteen ninety, I, I, all this crap was coming up. It's like, yeah, but I treated my kids this way, and I treated my wife this way, and I was this way. And he, all I could hear is, "But I love you." But I did that. But I love you. It's kind of like a mom, mm-hmm. only a lot better. Not that there's no. I'm not saying moms aren't good. That's not what I said. Don't write, I. Uh,
0: <laughs> Michael, though you make up a great point because a lot of people say, "Well, I did this for the church. I did this for the church." Yeah, well, what did you do for him? Directly, you know, there's that too. Like, what do they do? What do the? What are you doing for him directly? That you can really be proud. Yeah, giving to the church is great, but why you have to boast about it, thinking that is the end all, be all for for you
1: the sheep and the goats there's a story where he divides them you got the you know or the uh, or the the wheat and the tares where they all look it all looks like wheat but there's weeds in there we had this conversation we were weeding the garden the other morning we had Laura and I have interesting conversations sometimes
0: that's very interesting actually uh and I'm not being facetious that is that is interesting The littlest things, you can get the biggest conversation. Hey, I want to read you this also. And sometimes I debate whether to just start reading because I don't know if that's... No, it's not boring to people who love the Lord. I think it might be uplifting. But this is what came into my inbox yesterday. This is incredible. They will be called Oaks of Righteousness. This is from Isaiah. A planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins. Amen. And restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. We needed to hear that message now because we're seeing our cities literally go to S. I don't really want to curse in the Lord's presence, but we're, we're seeing them go to crap. And so they will renew this ruined cities. I feel you, like 20, 2020. Did you mean to say shit? Yeah, I meant to say shit.
1: I'll I'll take it. I'll take the I'll take the rap for you.
0: (laughs) They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. Haven't our cities been been, you know, somewhat out of place for a while now, even in before 2020. I think I think God's saying we have to rebuild all our cities. I know he meant back then, but I can apply it to today where we have to rebuild our own American cities now.
1: Yeah, I, I think it all. I think what's going to be the saving factor is uh, rock music. We built this city. Mm. We built- just being a dork.
0: And then how about this? For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness, I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. I love that line because we're we're seeing that it, too yeah. in 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 today looting. Yeah, we're seeing rioting. God does not want that. In fact, nope. God does not like. I don't think He likes the way we're responding to the George Floyd death. I'm sure He doesn't. If you read by that scripture right there.
1: Uh, well, it, you mean we, as in the the, the society,
0: uh, I, I, the what we're seeing happening. And actually, you're right. There's only a few, a small few that are doing the looting and rioting. So right,
1: and that's. But I do. You know again, I think that's the toughest thing is what is the what's the christ like way to respond to this and uh he did get you know he had his issues with the religious people, and how did he deal with the ones that that's what that's what I don't know it's a great time to be alive in Christ and to be yeah he's the potter, we're the clay. And how would he have us respond to what's going on?
0: Amen. It's in
1: love, and justice. Justice must mercy and justice must prevail.
0: And it merciful will
1: prevail. And yeah, if if you you know. And bottom line, folks, I've been watching. I think I told you that this old show, Mister T. Yeah, 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 Mister. What did he say today or last night? Well, no, it just uh, he's it's it's about look. It, 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 he hates crime. If you're going to if you're if you're going to do crime, you need to do the time, sucker fool.
0: And there's been a sector that says no, you don't have to do the time, and that is where we're skewing off. Because once we say to people, you don't need to face consequences for robbing a bank or that's a very minimal
1: offense compared to what could be done. And there's the trick and we talked about that yesterday. Well, yeah, but they could have done this, but they at least they didn't do that. No, bottom line is if you break the law, you break the law. You know, technically, if you're doing 56 in a 55, you're breaking the law. Now, I admit it, I push it to the, I, I'm 50, I, I do 59, but my speedometer's off a couple miles. I'm kind of a wuss. I just don't like tickets. I've never had a ticket. I don't want a ticket.
0: Mike, do you think, though, the traffic stop issue is a thing like I see sometimes people say, well, a white person being stopped is different than an African American, black person being stopped. I have to believe that's a myth. I don't know though.
1: I, I I've I've seen a number of folks say that black folks say that they they don't know what a lot of these people are talking about. Now, others you know, I Ow. I I don't know what to say except I got to go.
0: I know you do. And I'm going to actually continue Tell me if this is boring or not. I picked a, I found a, a printout I did of Ralph Walder, Waldo Emerson's uh, book on self reliance. Are you kidding me? And my walks of Miami is my superior in some way.
1: Mm. And in that, I learned from him. I that to me is a power, and I get to learn from so many different people.
0: If can you read I'm the quote willing... again because uh, because we are on podcast too, so just read it for us.
1: In my walks, every man I meet is my superior in some way. And in that, I learn from him, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Now, when you read that initially, it's like, he's my superior. Does that mean that you're going to bow down to that? No, but respect them. They got some knowledge that maybe you don't have. There's a video of a gal. This was in New York City, and maybe you've seen it. A mom who just is back in this young kid's face who's calling her names and stuff, and it's like, this lady has got some go I mean. <laughs> and it, and it really it, it was very moving and I loved to my neighbor lady's that way, but she's not quite that. I learned so much from her. I love that lady dearly and I I want to continue to learn from from I want to continue to learn. That's what we all got to do. Love and
0: learn. Yeah. And uh you you know we're all on this path to learning. Anyway, Mike, I'll let you go. Have a great okay. Show. Love you, man, and be well. All right. You too. All right. I'm going to take a quick uh, little break here because I've got to sort of get set up for my next little bit. So just stay with us. And I hope you're having a great July 2nd, 2020. We're almost there to July the 4th. Another fireworks display last night from this time, Times Square. It was pretty dramatic. Alright, hello calming music for you. We'll be right back. Honestly, you could listen to that for hours, by the way. Uh, great, great soothing music here on uh, Alex Garrett Podcasting. But so I, I am digging through my notes and trying to clean up shop last night. something that I mean to do in one of the areas of my room. And I found This on Self-Reliance by Ralph Waldo Emerson. Who wrote this in the eighteen forties, as a matter of fact. <clears throat> there are some interesting topics. I won't I won't um read the whole thing. But this is very interesting, and I feel Radio Hope's presence when I hear it when I see this, because I think he does this better than than I do. For starters, and then many do. Ralph Walder Emerson writes Speak your Leighton conviction, and it shall be the universal sense. For the inmost in due time becomes the outmost. So, let's put it this way. If you're so passionate about something, if you're so passionate about what you're thinking, how do we present the innermost thought process into a creative way? Through podcasting, through radio, through TV, through art, Through writing. Many start these platforms because they have something they have to say. And I think Ralph Walter Emerson in the 1840s, in that statement alone, let me read it again. In that statement alone, speak your latent conviction, and it shall be the universal sense. For the inmost, in due time, becomes the outmost. Just right there. I think all I'm going to do is I'm going to pick certain things that he says and, and really think about, think about him, and talk about him, because that line stirs me up. You don't know how many times before I jump on this this podcast that I really think, I mean think about ways to say ideas forming through my head. Uh, I do jump on in the morning. I'm very passionate. It's 8am Eastern shore, but I am very, 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 very passionate about what I'm about to speak on because it hits me whether in the middle of the night, whether it's seeing something, whether it's actually scrolling through my phone, it hits me and I just have to get it out there in one form or another. Cause if I don't, I think there's a missed opportunity to to really continue a conversation. For if we keep the innermost, innermost thoughts in us, and never make them outside, in the in the sphere wherever that sphere is, whether it be through medium, Spreaker, app, podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify. Then I think we are eating ourselves up too. Like, I just want to get this off my chest. I just don't know how to do it. I don't know how to make it happen. Well, make it happen. (laughs) One way or another. Even Waldo Emerson encourages us to get it out there. And he wrote masterpiece after masterpiece, right? And... Here, he's simply saying, let your innermost be your outermost. And, you know, don't let others tell you what to do. Just let it out there. That is your conviction in this world. And, there's, you know, this is the other thing. There are so many podcasts, too, who I think feel the need to express. So they do. And they want to get their word out there. So they do, and God bless them for that. Some say, are you competing with others? No, this is not a competition. This is... Everybody has a sphere in this. Everybody has a part in this sphere in the podcasting world, in the radio world, in the TV world. By the way, breaking news, the U.S. adding 4.8 million jobs and June, with the employment rate falling to 11.1%. So June is seeing an uptick. 1.4 million filing for unemployment last week. But the fact that we're seeing our unemployment rate drop... See, I, I can't not let that skip and keep going... And by the way, the innermost versus outermost is um is also kind of going back to the handwriting, right? What they had heard in the biblical days was so powerful they wanted to write and make the Bible. What these men and women who formed our country, it's in the men's week, they had their innermost feelings of freedom and wanting to be free and wanting to be independent, that they worked hard to become independent. They worked hard to free ourselves from Britain and declare independence in 1776. They didn't just let those innermost thoughts sink, sink there, sit there. They said, no, we have a conviction. We want to be free. They said, no, we have a want to share the story of the Lord and the Lord's work. And we will do so. And you may hate us for it. You may love us for it. God says you will be persecuted by some when you say my name. Yet, it's that conviction that we are driven to say his name. And I think that's pretty powerful. And so I would today follow Ralph Waldo Emerson's thought process and say, if you haven't started that podcast, if you haven't started that writing, and you have those innermost thinking that you desperately want out there, but are a little nervous how people will react, or a little, you know... How about this one? The polling. The polling in 2020 and 2016. Many did not let their innermost feelings of being pro-Trump out there. That's why the polling was low, but when the voting hit, you sure as heck saw it. You saw swing states swing to Trump. You saw people who may not have said anything because of the the the, the danger of the times of being a pro-Trump supporter. You saw them come out in droves and elect him in 2016. You saw their innermost feeling of wanting change, of wanting this president, um, this person, this businessman to become president, act out at the polling booth. And that that was no accident. That was no accident. Just like whatever happens in 2020, that's going to be no accident either. God's got his plan. In fact, I would say God is the one that's the most outermost with his feelings and thoughts and his thinking. God spoke this world into existence and he didn't let it sit there and say, you know what, I'll do this some other time. He said, no, I want to create the world and I'm going to do it. And he did it. He did it. And the funny thing is, he's still doing it today. Day after day, as a matter of fact. In front of our very eyes, even if we, if we don't see it or not. He's letting his innermost feelings outer become outermost feelings in all our lives. Through signs, God signs. Yes, that's a real thing. And we cannot ignore that. We cannot the, mo, the, we cannot ignore the outermost that God's trying to show us. Also, but and then in turn, we cannot ignore our innermost feelings that God maybe even tells us. You know, it's interesting. Whenever I book someone in the last few days, I've thought, that is God telling me you have to get this person on that's him saying you've got to find the the things that shape you and you could see them again i to be frank one of those things is this is this microphone is just talking finding essay, <clears throat> essays i wrote in 2006 2007 in high school Consistent theme of being a sportscaster, a broadcaster. Very, very consistent thema- thematics there. And it makes me realize that all the videos I've done, all the Zooms I've done, all these stuff that I've been able to, thank God, do are not an accident. They are just working towards something bigger and bigger and better. Mr. Mike Myers, Radio Hope, Ed Delgado on this podcast journey. They've been my spiritual, my my mentors, my colleagues along this journey. And I thank them and I, I love them as brothers. And those are not accidents. In fact, that innermost idea I had to connect with Mike Myers, at the very beginning when I was talking to him and I heard him Talked about on Ed's show, and I went into this. I said, Mike, let's do something here. And originally it was going to be, oh, you're 9 a.m. Eastern? I'll get up an hour early, and I can do some of my show, and then I'll throw it to you. And we've had hour-long conversations leading into his show, and I love that too. So it really evolved. It's taken shape. But that innermost idea I had um, became outermost. And by the way, um, I think that can be applied to um, to relationships and dating. Right? I mean, if you if you have this innermost feeling for a girl, you should be able to say it and and not fear it. And if it happens, it happens. At least you tried. Now you can't control the other person's going to react. That's anything in dating. And here's the funniest thing about finding this quote, and I'm going to say it one more time from Ralph Waldo Emerson. Speak your latent conviction and it shall be universal sense. For the inmost in due time becomes the outmost. And our first thought is rendered back to us by the trumpets of the last judgment. But inmost, in due time, becomes the outmost. And so we can also apply that to today. Where we see grappling. Do we reopen another phase as the spikes are in this country of coronavirus? I think when you, just like speaking on a podcast, when you go out and you want the inmost to be the outmost, out most, right, if you're inside and you want to go outside, you must do it measurably. You must do it in a thoughtful way. If you cannot be six feet apart, wear the damn mask. If you can be, that's your discretion, to be honest. And I really mean this for indoors. I think outdoors, the the air can carry it... uh, Your... Whatever particles you emit when you speak can travel away in the outdoors. When you're indoors, though, if you cannot be physically six feet apart, you must do what you can to protect yourself. To protect the other person, too. Now, I did... have... COVID symptoms. I did get the test. And I was negative. Negative. I'm so proud to say I'm I'm negative. COVID negative. It's a big deal for me. We all knew I think that that was the case but to get that result to actually know it kind of brings closure to me. And it inspires me to work hard to stay healthy. Still get the air I need on such a beautiful day, July the second. Wonder if I date this July third. My mind is on the third for some reason. I don't know why. But uh yeah. So I'll be reading more. I think I'm gonna make this a series of Walt Ralph Waldo Emerson because he had, of course, wisdom. And I think I'm meant to read portions of this. There's a reason why i found this bit this this um this essay of self reliance and so if you have the innermost feelings let it be the outermost but word it in such a way where you can present it in a better message let it be an outermost message of hope and of of peace really in this time and of friendship and gratitude and all those cliches we talk about. But if you have a way to convey that in your own way, go for it 1000%. Because it's it's like you're depriving someone of more knowledge, of more encouragement if you don't make it outmost. And we do not need that. I mentioned that before. We do not need to deprive each other of courage, of hope, of peace, of love, of gratitude. We actually need to see more of it. And you might think, well, I'm here sitting at a table and talking to maybe myself. I don't know. But who cares? You're putting this on record. And I think that's such a powerful thing to do. It will get better in this world. And we have to just convey that message. And I hope you do in your everyday interactions. I hope you do. I'm Alex Garrett, Radio Hope, 9 a.m. Eastern. And uh, listen back to this in this first of really maybe a series it's just so funny because I had mentioned this self-reliance on Sunday I had mentioned this to friends on Saturday and here we are hard textual confirmation from a great writer Ralph Waldo Emerson to be self-reliant and the first thing we could do one of the first things out of many is to let our innermost thoughts even of anger be known outmost, put on the table, and worked on, massaged, fixed. Talk to you later. Have a great Thursday. We'll be we'll be back soon. Radio Hope nine AM Eastern.